0: Hello and welcome to Brands Unbridled, a podcast brought to you by Storyhorse. We are a Chicago-based branding house with the strategic know-how and creative muscle to build brands that not only make an impact, they last. You can learn more about us at storyhorsebranding.com. We are committed to creative curiosity. Brands Unbridled is our platform to ask big questions, hear from big brands, and get a pulse on what's next in the industry. To introduce myself, I'm Claudia Reese, Associate Brand Strategist and Copywriter with Storyhorse. With that, let's dive in with I.B. Majakadumi, who is the founder of the digital and in-person market community, Refine Collective. I.B. recognized a gap between the growing purchasing power of people of color, women, and members of the LGBTQIA community in the advancement of their businesses. To help close that gap, she's developed a digital community that makes it easy to identify and support minority-owned businesses and freelancers, with the mission to funnel purchasing power into the hands of the underrepresented. We'll be covering topics like how she leverages partnerships and sponsors to uplift her goals, her path to becoming more than a digital community effort, and her latest advances into vendor markets. Warmest welcome, IB. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. You know, vibing. Vibing as always. All right, let's just jump right in. To kick us off, can you give us just like a download on Refined Collective's origin story and the impetus um, for starting your own business, so i.e. this this collective?
1: Yeah. So I started building Refined Collective out at the very top of 2020. Um, I It started just with, it's actually a funny story. So I live in Printer's Row and across the street from me, it was January 1st, 2020, uh, Grail Cafe, uh, they're no longer there, sadly. Black owned, queer owned, veteran owned, like all of the different owned uh, moved into the neighborhood. And then Kitty Cornier, there is a Starbucks. And Grail became my new like go to. Um, and I would always wonder why people were choosing to get their coffee at Starbucks over Grail Cafe. Like, mm-hmm. I objectively think that their coffee was better better vibes, like also like the owner is like from the like lives in the community. I was just curious. And my background is in uh uh fintech, specifically in uh purchasing technology. And so like topics such as like purchasing behavior, purchasing power, these are just things were always floated around. So I was like, oh I'm I'm just curious. Like at this point it's curiosity. I put out a survey in my networks. Um that was January 2020 and I was just trying to understand like why do we make the decisions that we do with our money? Um, a lot of the feedback or a lot of the questions I was asking, like if you have the option to support a minority or small or woman-owned business or whatever of the sort, like do you choose that? And a lot of the feedback that I got was that they're just hard to find. So I decided to start building out a directory. Um, it was truly a passion project. I uh, Entrepreneurship was never anything I don't think I ever personally desired. Um, I just wanted to do something with that I think thought could help people. And then also the pandemic hit and I had a lot of time Mm -hmm. to scour the internet and find businesses to throw in the directory. So that's how it started and um, launched in May 2020 as a directory launched. um, I remember like in March, I was just kind of nervous to put something out there. Before I was always someone who... um, supported everyone else's missions like I ran a bunch of like auxiliary nonprofit boards I helped people start really great things but I never had anything that was like this is my thing mm-hmm. you know that I'm putting out in the world so I was just putting it off and then I like was kind of praying about it and I got like May 29th and it ended up being the weekend that all the George Floyd um protests were happening mm-hmm. and I think because During that time, people had a heightened awareness of just where they're putting their money, realizing the power that their money has. I think things caught steam (laughs) more than I I pictured that they would. I thought it was just going to be like my friends and friends Mm -hmm. of friends that were using this thing. So, yeah, that's how it started.
0: Yeah. Lengthy. It's like I feel like there's such a focus in community and how like these people sort of rallied around you, and then that sort of just continued to ripple, which is like a really nice segue into our next question. So, like as a founder who's focused on that type of community, how did you develop your initial brand identity? So, like specifically thinking like messaging, vision, like values, even like logo, maybe.
1: Yeah. So I worked with my really good friend, OG Agugam. She um she is a a designer and. At first, like I I, like I'm a small thinker naturally. So like I was like, I just like I need to put a name to this. And like Mm -hmm. it really was just like me sharing what I saw this being I knew eventually I wanted it to be a bigger community like I was say to gather at first like mm-hmm. before refined collective before anything like I like to gather people in community so I kind of was just like spitball mm-hmm. with my home girls in the group chat like yeah I'm trying to do this I think like two out of four of us at the time were launching new things oh, wow. um so it was just like a really fun time to like spitball so my friend Paige was like I was telling her what I was trying to do and I was like no something collective and she was like refine like and like we started like like just talking through like what that means um og helped me from like a because like i figured out how to build out the directory but i needed i was like okay i don't i don't think i'm the best person to like make this look pretty and like we went through a few different color palettes like just wanting it to be welcoming and inviting Mm -hmm. um but also like down to earth um and just like rooted in the diverse communities that we serve. So yeah, we did a few iterations and it just felt right. So yeah. And then like the logo, which is funny because um I was that was like an immediate yes, but like collect people get so confused because they think it's refined CLTV. But I was like, I'm shortening collective. Now I like spell it out. Maybe one day we'll change it. But us I really wanted like a circle. Circle just feels like when I think of, like, a community, I just think of Circle of Help, a circle – like, when I think of Refine, it's, like, I gather these people, these people that – or I, I gather these entrepreneurs, these entrepreneurs and help each other. The venue helps – these entrepreneurs like it's just a big cycle of of helping you know and I wanted like something circular so yeah it was honestly like a homegirl effort
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that also that you're like tapping into like your like natural resources just like your own circle of people yeah and letting them um, sort of ride this journey with you it's really cool
1: yeah I definitely like at the time like and it's funny like shortly after like a year after that I ended up going to go work at a design agency where I learned more about like branding and all the different elements to building a brand. But like at the time I was really green. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I really was like, oh, this is this is cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love green, green, green people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but it's like you were naturally drawn to it, which is like also a nice part of it. Yeah. Um, awesome. So like thinking about uh, that was like a lot about your visual identity and thinking a little bit more about, like, your brand purpose, um, like, how is it woven into your business practices to, like, ensure that you're holding yourself accountable and upholding those values?
1: Yeah, I feel like I didn't start really thinking of Refine as a business until probably, um, like, last, like, December 2021. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like, it's always just been community first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how I just keep those principles, I think it's really important to have like accountability. I don't have a formal board. I like things like this was really pieced together. And I think it's still being pieced together, mm-hmm. but just having people that I trust, like specifically with teens, like um, I brought on this amazing des- designer. Her name is Ava um, Castillo. And she ended up not just being like, like from like a just identity perspectives for the freedom market like she ended up just being a very good sounding board and accountability piece just like hey like we really want to stick to the integrity of the pan-african flag like this is what this means like let's not move around it or like even just like figuring out ticket prices Mm -hmm. like having like those few trusted people that are like i need this to be accessible but also at the end of the day like i need to at some point pay myself or pay, like I have to pay people, you know? Yeah. Um, so just having that accountability. And then I think also just like at the end of the day, um, I trust my gut and I feel like my gut's rooted in 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 community and in serving my community. And I feel like the times where I may have strayed away is when I didn't go with my gut. So just getting back to my intuition is always the
0: answer. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you touched on this briefly, and I need you to double click in, but you are coming off of a handful of hugely successful in-person events like Planet Her, which was a community-focused night bazaar celebrating all things she in celebration of Women's History Month, grounded an evening of yoga and chill in celebration of Earth Day, and most recently, which you just made an ad to, was the second annual Juneteenth Freedom Market. So just a little bit busy over here. Um, (laughs) Looking specifically at Freedom Market, tell us about how the market came together and some of those like larger hurdles you faced or even maybe wins. Yeah.
1: So Freedom Market is always going to be like really sentimental to me because it was like last year, like at first, like dip, dipping the toe into like the vendor market scene. Mm -hmm. So last year was the first one, the inaugural one. It was at the Ace Hotel R.I.P., on the rooftop and they really like took a chance on me like I had never like done anything it was really just an idea and I was with my homegirls everything (laughs) starts with the Mm homegirls like sitting on the couch like yo, I want to do something and like bring all black businesses together for Juneteenth um so that happened in 2021 the first one and um we were able like I really just like scoured the internet for dope black owned businesses um brought in like it A lot of it is like people that like businesses that i've always like loved myself or like i've also just tapped into different people um to just get their thoughts because i wanted to have like a wide array of different type of products for like all ages all genders um everything i didn't want it to be just like like a millennial millennial fest or gen z party or something (laughs) um so that was really great we had like 20 black-owned businesses 300 people came out and that was kind of what kicked off like our events it was very much like a block party um esque type vibe like I try to make them like family reunions and this year's Juneteenth uh was at the MCA at the Freedom Market and it um it was quite the undertaking um there were a lot of challenges <laughs> Um, I think the first one is like working with any new venue is just like comes the whole crap load of of challenges like logistical things and I'm a project manager by trade like I'm like I so like I'm a freelance PM like that's what I do to pay my bills so like I'm extremely organized like aside from like losing my physical belongings but like <laughs> I'm really organized and like I started working on it from jump but like when it comes to events and new venues, like, you can you can do all the planning and things just happen. So I think, like, working with a new venue at that scale. Also, like, the MCA was the first time they ever did anything like this. So I think there were just a lot of growing pains on both sides. Like, them having to look at some of their, you know— Best practices and me looking at some of my regulars and figuring out, all right, this is what I do, mm-hmm. this is what you do, how are we gonna do this together, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then I think for me, like, um, which is a challenge, Anna, when like partnerships and sponsorships, specifically sponsorships, so like Refine Collective, um, is like a self funded thing. And if I was like a one woman show for a long time and an event this scale, like, I was like, I need like to make it to to do it justice and to do it well like I need money <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really challenging because I was been a one-woman show forever so it's like handling the logistics and then handling the partnerships and then I had recently quit my full-time job so I'm freelancing so just figuring all that out um, was really difficult it was really difficult and like I'm really proud of like the partnerships I formed and this is kind of just like me dipping my toe into like being intentional about working with specific partners and sponsors Um, and I'm really excited for the relationships I built but that was really hard and I think another thing that was hard was if I'm being honest like having to charge like a certain amount for the event to happen that was just really hard for me to come to that conclusion that was where I had to figure out like man like I want this to be accessible for everyone Mm -hmm. but I need to like I can't lose my money yes you know and like I also like some point need to start paying myself you Mm -hmm. know so that was a really hard decision to make um and yeah I was I would say those are three three really big challenges and then just like it was my first time bringing on a team like I had like an event coordinator um like we're helping out pretty very part-time maybe like 20 30 hours a month um and this was before i could even pay myself so like i had to like find money to pay an event coordinator but aside from the financial i'm used to working in silo with the refined collective so having to be more collaborative especially when you have a specific vision um it was a challenge like it was actually really challenging um and yeah i need to that's one thing i need to work on is like how do i bring how do i stay um genuine to my vision but also know that i cannot do this all on my own so like bringing in the right people to support that
0: no absolutely and i like it's actually again like a nice segue into getting a little bit more of a deep dive into like the partnership component as you've started moving from like solely a digital presence into this more like in-person vendor market scene you've worked with garfield park conservatory mca so house so How do you go about reaching out to partners and determine whether they're a good fit? Or is it occasionally vice versa? So them seeking you out based on like a similar goal?
1: Yeah, I feel like everything is all about relationships. Like Soho, I'm really active there. Like I've been a member there for a while. And like they've been like insanely supportive throughout the years. They actually like supported with like Juneteenth. They're like, oh, you want us to make picantes with like, you know, Chicago like local black owned tequila heck yeah like let's bring 400 like cocktails to pass around at your event like so these are just like at this point at that point like these are friends you know but like conservatory like I I think I like I get these ideas and a lot of times they're either sitting with my friends or when I'm like sitting idle mm-hmm. Um, so I like was like I want to do an event at the conservatory and I had a friend Um, she's also like been vended at every single event her name is amanda hearth she owns universe of hearth but she's also owns uh monday coffee company and monday coffee had a um they have a residency at the conservatory so they have like a little coffee shop concept in there and i had reached out to her like hey is this a wild ass like can you connect me with whoever your contact is there and uh the partnerships manager at the time she sent me the name and i was like Damien Damien was one of my vendors at Juneteenth last year so when I made that connection of who's like doing partnerships there I'm like oh done deal so we got together and just talked about what it looked like also just understanding like what the conservatory's goals are what his goals are what like what is his hope for the conservatory with his time there Um, and what am I looking to bring there? Mm -hmm. So that was really cool to like, not know it was the homie, but ended up being the homie. (laughs) And then the MCA, um, was also a, I want, like, it was one of those, like, I want to do something at the MCA. It's, it's usually me making the ask. Like I shoot the wildest shots. Like, and I had a friend who was connected at the MCA and she made an intro for me. And like that conversation was really cool because we had started with, um, the question in this and they asked me this question was like if we're just dreaming really big like take like don't put anything aside like what do you see our relationship looking like and that was a really cool way to start things so I'm really excited to see like what else I can do there like I, I would love to bring Juneteenth back there next year especially I learned so much like even just from like oh my gosh like from like a floor plan and like just vendor perspective, I got some great vendor feedback, but I'm really excited to like continue to work with the MCA and I I hope Garfield Park too. So yeah. And other places in the city. Too. <laughs> All of the places in yeah. the city.
0: You're currently up to everything. <laughs> Is there a single thing, like event, endeavor that you are most proud of?
1: Honestly, I think it, it was the freedom market this year. Um that event was by far the most challenging thing I've ever done like I like considered like quitting multiple times and um or just like the question like I constantly like are are you in over your head like constantly asking like girl like what do you know what you signed up for and see that was it was the first event that I've done because usually um, one thing I invested in heavily this event was on like day of support. Mm-hmm. So because I'm usually like I was running around, but like I don't ever get to take in. Like my biggest regret from Planet Her was not taking a moment to look at what was going on. It was after when I saw the pictures and the video recap and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is like I'll put this on. <laughs> this is rad. Like yeah. this fire. Um, But I was able because I had such an incredible team. I was able to take a few moments to just, like, take a seat back. And um, my partner in crime um, in, like, day of, like, production lead stuff, she, like, was like, let's take a walk through, but let's start from outside. Like, and this was after I, you know, changed and seeing, like, pan african like, two big signs in front of the freaking MCA with full of, like, Pan-African colors walking in, seeing – the place flat like just flagged with the Pan African flag, seeing all types of people, but seeing a lot of black and brown people mm-hmm. in the MCA, enjoying themselves, taking in the art, taking in the culture, connecting. Like it was, it was really emotional, and I'm really like I think we had about 800 people there, which is great, which is surprising because Planet Her had more. Wow, um, but we really like the space was like we really like use the full space. That was by far my proudest. And it's kind of funny cause it was like in the moment it was my proudest, but when after and after like just sitting with it, I think it's like you're the, your harshest critic, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm currently battling with, you did a really great thing. You did it not just great, you did a phenomenal, extraordinary thing, but you have things that you need to fix and you need to work on and then you need to sort out. And that's like two can, two can exist at once. That's my current <laughs> challenge.
0: <laughs> well, it looked incredible, and I truly, I completely hear you. You are your own biggest critic, yeah. but from an outsider's perspective, it was um, such a success. So, congratulations again on that. Mm-hmm. Thinking about your vision to cultivate a network for women and minority business owners and freelancers, and foster an environment of collaboration and learning. Is there anyone in this space who emulates that or inspires you to continue this journey?
1: Yeah, Issa Rae, like, and she is the like the pinnacle of my uh, vision board. Um, (laughs) She, I consider myself like a a multifaceted person. Like, Refine Collective is really important to me, but I have a lot of interests, and I'm really inspired by the way that she takes her different endeavors and her interests. And they're all community-centered. They're all, like, she is the queen of putting people on. Like, I want to, like, when I leave this earth, I want people to know that, like, Ib did whatever she could to help everyone get to where they wanted to be. And I think Issa Rae uses her impact, her influence, her, like, whatever, seven different, diff- very different, like, entities that are under her umbrella and make, like, keeps... Her community at the forefront of it and she's someone that really inspires me so
0: consumer or even business facing brands are typically an extension of a person or founder's personal brand Uh, so what can you tell us about the recent jordan brand six month long initiative you are a part of and how that partnership came to fruition
1: so i'm part of this really dope initiative with jordan brand um called the global women's collective there are 22 women um Out of Chicago, LA, New York. So there's eight of us in Chicago, and um, it started last fall. Um, I got reached out to uh, by someone at Jordan around. um, It wasn't yet the Women's Collective, but at first it was just like a shoot. Like we Mm. think that you're really doing, you're doing really dope, important work in the city, and um, we'd love to include you in this photo shoot, which ended up being part of a a campaign that they actually started. pre-pandemic around all-star weekend in chicago february 2020 and obviously um that fizzled out but they're really investing in women who in all different industries like in me i'm doing community um we have djs we have dancers we have like people who are in the sneaker industry um and are really like investing in their growth individually but also helping them push the Jordan brand forward so that we've been able to do some cool like photo shoots. We've been able to do some cool like community initiatives, activations with Jordan brand. They power that. Um, They empower us to do the work that we're already doing it, but with their support, which has been cool.
0: So, so cool. When I saw the photo shoot, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like you're like famous. Like Ivy, you're famous. You are around, surrounded by these like cool af women and i'm just like wow i know her
1: <laughs> it was nuts. I was so
0: like, oh. cool and also how amazing like they acknowledge you they see you and they're like we want to back her like that's someone we want in our circle i um, to represent us very freaking cool
1: it's cool to see like their investment in like because it's an like not just like a financial investment but like mm-hmm. they truly are invested in our success and they kind of use us as like a accountability piece around just like the brand and like what the brand is doing like we've been able to have some really cool conversations Mm -hmm. just like we have like plus size women Mm -hmm. like we've had conversations about sizing about the clothes that they carry and then also just around culture and like what Jordan brand can be doing Mm -hmm. to better serve the communities that you know support them yeah like brand ambassadors
0: with all of that in mind we want to know what are you currently working on and what can we expect from refine in the future
1: that's a funny question because I'm currently working on nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Coming off of all of that, yeah, I'm working on nothing. Right. Um, I'm actually about to go on a mini sabbatical, so starting Monday, I'm the month of July. Refine's going on a break. August still a forward facing break, but we'll be kind of working on strategy. But I realized that I need a what I'm working on and is rest, but also thinking like long term vision. I've been in the weeds because I was like a one woman show for so long that I need to take a step back and reevaluate what we're doing. Still want to bring back like you'll see Planet Her next year. You'll see Juneteenth next year. I'm hoping that you see some more um more like trade. Like You'll actually see a, a big holiday market by the end of the year. But I'm hoping to see more like trade show ask things, but also bringing back more like small talk things where like more intimate small business owners can get together, collaborate, working with different people who are doing more like financial liter- literacy. Like there are people who are already doing like the work of putting small business resources out. It's just a matter of getting them in people's hands in a way that is engaging. So hoping to do more of that. But for now, um, through like beginning of September, I'm chilling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a much-earned and needed sabbatical. Just watching you and the one-woman show that you are, you're, like, on fire. So good for you and good for – it's. I know it's, like, easier than done when you're, like, I need rest. I should take rest and actually doing so. So it's exciting. Um, okay, last question. Here at Brands Unbridled, we love collecting personal taglines from our guests. So what is yours?
1: I – my personal – tagline is kind of silly because it's just my favorite thing but my favorite question lately is just like what are the vibes like like what are the vibes like it could it could be like a it could be a not question just like girl what are the vibes or just like so what are the vibes so that's I would say that's my personal tagline right now I don't know what it'll be like tomorrow though that I love
0: that that's I feel like it's a nice little way to like level set like what how are we all feeling today people yeah awesome IB. We appreciate you for gifting us your time and joining us today in this inspiring conversation, and we look forward to watching Refined Collective's success continue to blossom in Chicago. And thank you to all of our listeners.